You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome Podcast. 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 Playoff edition. All right, now you pump the playoffs or where you at? Scared? Ooh. I'm just like, time, dude, time flies. Like, it feels like only yesterday we were sitting here um, up 3 nothing in the first period on the Dallas Stars and uh, still feeling pretty nervous because we got shit canned the previous five games, but feeling good. Maybe they can squeak this series out. Um, and then all of a sudden it's three, three and the coach decides to not use a timeout, but to pull the MVP goalie and put in a goalie who hadn't played in six months, who then lets in three goals on like six shots and we get eliminated. It feels like yesterday time is flying. I think anyway, you slice that series, like, you know, you have the deserve to win a meter, right? If you replay that 99 times, like if you replay that series 10 times, do we win it? Maybe we win it once. Dude. I remember at the time, I think somebody said it was the most in terms of like just metrics, like shot attempts and scoring chances. It was like one of the most lopsided series ever. How do you want to play next season coach? Same way. Same as exact we get the playoffs. Way. Exact same way. <laughs> Man, I time like, does fly, man. Oh, dude, and and just the the level of opposite we're experiencing with coaching, right? Like Jeff Ward, you're just like want to smash your head against the wall every night. Is that bad? Now it's the complete opposite. So at least they fixed that issue to the extreme version of it. You're listening to Daryl with all his, you know, wrapping up the season, getting ready for playoffs. This guy, this is the, the he actually looks legit excited. Not not even excited. He looks. I don't know. He what does he look like? It's a it's a weird. It's not like he's giddy excited. But he, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But you, I think you know what I mean. He's he's. Um. He's like a weird, twisted, satis- 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 Yeah, it's like he's. This is finally he's getting ready to sink his teeth in for real. This is what this is what he was taught. Is the time has come for him when he was hired uh, last off season and like a friggin' boss says, "I have unfinished business. I'm gonna win a Stanley Cup for these guys." <laughs> Who says that? Um, now now it's his chance to start going to work on that for realsies. Right, so let's um he's let's, just he's just freaking dialed in and like ready to roll. Let's go through this like the last three, four days. You play Nashville. 
it's everybody knows it's a potential playoff matchup and you want to set the tone. There's we've seen this before in the past. If you if you're playing a team that you might play in about a week's time, you don't you want to win the game. You want to. I don't know. The, I don't know if I like to send the message whole analogy because that was pretty out, overplayed that night. But you do want to get in their heads a bit, right? You want to set the tone for the series. And it's not even so much of, I think the reason why I don't like is sending the message to the other team. You want to set the tone for yourself. And fuck. I mean, Lucic says he's Did played over Lucic says he's played over a thousand games that had to be top five. I think he's including playoff games, but maybe he's not. But like seriously, that was what is it in Nashville? It's like every fucking game in Nashville. It's bonkers. It's beyond bonkers. Like, how many games have you played there that have just been like, what the shit did I just watch? What happened? Like, that that game's that's a crazier game than the when Kachuk ties it and then scores between the legs. That's way crazier. It's insane. Yeah, how do you top that game? And then they topped it. It was nuts. So there's a lot of storylines in this game. I mean, the first one, I, I guess Jano was the driver. Freaking Branson. Did you hear this? The one now? He was he was his driver or some shit when he was a rookie. I don't I don't know. Oh, because Branson f- was in Nashville. Oh, that's right. I don't know the full story, but uh, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't have brought it up if I don't know the story. <laughs> but he Were was you the driver. You know or something? Or? Yeah, Janelle was the driver or some shit for uh, Eric Branson. So they had a history together, but now they're fighting. So I don't know if they didn't like each other before this. And this Juno guy, I mean, he reminds me of Michael Furland. And I think throughout today, we'll go back and forth kind of ping-ponging about, you know, who would we have rather played, Nashville or Dallas? Because it's kind of like before Soros gets injured, you're like Dallas for sure. But then as soon as Soros gets injured, you're like, well, then probably Nashville. But then you're kind of still going back and forth. To me, it's like, I don't know, Dallas is kind of unpredictable because the word you use, they're inconsistent. But if you look at the pedigree of a lot of these guys, these guys' individual performance in playoffs, they scare me a bit. And I mean, I don't, who are you going to play someone that doesn't scare you? Like a top 16 doesn't scare 16 team in this league should scare you, right? But now we're going to playoffs. And there's a debate because we were saying Edmonton might have the easiest matchup. I think some people are saying Dallas might actually be the easiest matchup. I know that Ottinger guy has been playing good. And Sutter has said he's a hell of a goalie. And from what we when he when we played him last week, he was fucking excellent. But where are you at currently in terms of obviously you don't pick your opponent now, it's picked for you, but would you have picked Dallas even with even with UC Soros battling injury? Yeah, I don't know. For me, like the Dallas matchup still seems a little unfavorable because they just play that playoff hockey, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't know, they're a mixed bag because when you're inconsistent, sometimes you're really bad, but other times you're really good too. And I mean, this is a team who 
is not that far removed. They went to the Stanley Cup final in the bubble two years or whenever that was two years ago. So they have playoff experience. We saw what they did to us, and it's largely the same team a couple years ago. Obviously, the Flames are much better. But just, you know, they do have some guys, specifically individual guys that scare me, and combine that with they play a style that's suited for, for playoff hockey. Like, I don't know. It kind of does scare me. So I, as a team, I kind of would prefer to play Nashville just because – I think the flames showed against Nashville the other night, like they kind of baited the predators into playing up in a, in a, in a <laughs> to a flames type game. I, I could see the flames, you know, beating the shit out of those guys over seven games and Nashville really not being able to, to hold up over that period of time. The one thing I do actually kind of like though was not having to play in Nashville. Like, I think that'd be fun to watch, but I think that building is, you want to talk about like, yeah, because playoff atmosphere is like, whether you, think it's bullshit or not like it, it affects the games and that's like the crazy one of the craziest buildings in the whole freaking yeah nhl to play in like yeah i don't see how you're winning if your games three and four in nashville yeah, both you go into those you go into those buildings like you're lucky to get a split like they're crazy and i mean nashville too like they've been to a Stanley Cup final the last when did they go 17 18 or something 18 19 i don't remember maybe it was even earlier but I don't know, just the pedigree of the guys on Dallas, Pavelski specifically. It's going to be tougher. It's it's going to be tough, even though I don't think they're very good. They're still going to be a tough out. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And I mean, so if you look at their back end, because it was really their back end that just destroyed us, I thought. Yeah. Last time we played them. Like that was the 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 tipping point because it was just like they were up on the rush, up on the rush, pushing the puck forward. And then the keeping in the end, like we couldn't get out of our own zone, but it was, it was Haskinen was unbelievable in that season. We played them in the yeah, playoffs. It was like, it was like his coming out party. I was like, Oh, this guy's going to be the next freaking Norris Nick Lidstrom or whatever. Like, yeah. Geez. Now, did he have a step back season? Honestly, I haven't watched very much Dallas stars hockey this year. Um, so I don't know. Probably I have not heard of, I've barely heard his name this year. Have you like, no, it seems to me that he kind of did even, even the games we've played in the last two seasons. And then Ryan Suter, he's on the top pairing. This is a guy that was bought out and look, he's still an effective player. He will be effective in this series. I'm sure, but it's not like he's, I don't know. Playing against Ryan Suter doesn't scare me as, as much as, you know, other guys do. Well, they had a they they had like Alexiak back then, who was a big, huge, big boy. He was massive, dude. Like, I think that's the best thing about playing Dallas now is that a apparently Cassie's not on the call. Greg Millen's going to be doing it, and b I don't have to hear that uh, Jamie Alexiak is Penny Alexiak's brother for freaking six games in a row. Holy shit! Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, you look at Dallas's D, and like, if the Flames are playing their game theoretically they should be able to pick that D apart. Yeah. You got a second pairing is Lindell and Harley. I don't even know who Harley yeah, is. Yeah, like he's a young guy. But Lindell is good. I know that he was good in that series too. But I feel like both these guys, well, you never know. They could turn up for playoffs. But third pairing is Hackenpa. Hack <laughs> the only reason I know Hackenpa is because he's a fantasy guy who gets like seven hits a game. Oh, do we have to watch out for him? 
He's kind of like probably like a, a Gabranson type. Uh oh. Big, big boy. Big boy hits hard. And then Joe Joel Hanley. Yeah. Well, like what? Like, I don't know three of these D men. And I mean, they've been the, pretty leaky defensively all year. Like they're the only team in the playoffs with a negative goal differential, right? Did you see Fox? I look like looking like he got injured. That would be great. He got need in the Delorier's dude because a fucking ball. Oh, dude, he's a monster. And he 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 totally need him in the in the final game there. I think it was Fox, huh? Listen, every time the Flames have played, that's I'm pulling a Michael. Yeah, are you gonna be me now, dude? I can't. I'm so unconfident in my in my recall now. I'm like, fuck, is that wrong? But every time the Flames have played Dallas this year, they've they've pretty much smoked them in terms of like shot attempts and high quality scoring chances. Dallas is not a particularly great team defensively. Their goaltending is good though, and the Flames have, you know, gotten goalied in the past, whether or not in the playoffs or uh, in the regular season as a recurring theme. That goalies tend to play really well. Again. <laughs> Against us. I think I was thinking of Fiala. Oh, on mini. But the thing is, like, right, like, okay, I, I say they they don't they their defense might get picked apart or whatever, but they still play, they play that, they play that grind it out, clog up the neutral zone, yeah, kind of like heavy in the corners type of game yeah. that like that wins games in the playoff. Totally. And but I don't know. I'm just kind of sitting here. Like, like I do. I'm going back and forth, right? Because it's so fresh. We could have played Nashville. We could have played Dallas. I mean, the fact that did you see the pathway for us yeah. to play? Like, Dude, come on. This We're is up. like Doctor. Like you said, it's Doctor Strange. Fourteen million to one shit that we are playing Dallas. The like this is how we landed Dallas. Fucking, they're playing Anaheim. I think Anaheim was winning at some one point in the game. one nothing. Dallas made it 2-1. I think they tied it up. And then <clears throat> Anaheim's both goalies get injured. Both. Gibson's out early, and then I can't remember the, set, the, the backup's name. He goes down, and they have to fucking recall an emergency backup. This guy's an insurance broker. So the Dallas Stars win the game by scoring the game winner on an insurance broker. Okay, that's one. That's one thing. And then the Preds just need to beat the worst team in the league. That's it. And then we play the Preds. And then the I'm watching I'm watching the ticker. The Preds are up four nothing. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. We got Nashville. Like how how is Nashville? How, how is this game not over? Four nothing lead against the worst team in the league. But there's some strange juju, right? The uh, the the Coyotes come back and win it in regular regulation time. Are you fucking kidding me? Fourteen million. Fourteen, like both those occurrences are like, dude, we were meant to play the Stars. I don't know why. I hope it's for a good reason and not a bad one. Is this the karma for us rubbing it at uh, Oilers fans? I don't know. I think we're going to beat Dallas. I honestly do. Listen, like, even though we just extolled how they are a playoff team and are it's going to be tough out, like, the Flames and the Avs probably do have the two weakest opponents 
like I said, Dallas does, Dallas is the only team in the in the playoffs who has a negative goal differential. They can't score goals at all. They really have a hard time scoring goals. They've been incredibly up and down and inconsistent this year. Um, so listen, like you you the Flames should beat them. The Flames need to beat them. If there's two teams that need to win, because I think like all these other matchups, like yeah, I could see well, I could see Washington beating Florida even though Florida has been freaking unbelievable this year. Like, you know, OV goes on a tear. Washington's still got a lot of good players. Like every team in the East who made the playoffs has a hundred points this year. That's nuts. So that's ridiculous. I don't think there's any favorable matchups other than the two the flames and the avalanche got like Dallas and Nashville are the two weakest teams. And I, I think we're just worried because what happened last time. And we're just worried. And in my gut, I know the Flames are going to crush these guys, but there's just that, obviously, that seed of doubt where it's like, hey, Dallas has some recent playoff success. They have some recent playoff success against us. They are a big team. They are a team that uh, whose game is, if anything, suited for the playoffs. So there's just those seeds of doubt. But, like, yeah, come on. Like, you t- the Flames are going to beat Dallas. The seeds of doubt are important, though, because – that little tiny bit of uncertainty and fear makes you take them more seriously. Right. Whereas on the flip side, if you have, if the all, if you're going into the series on the alternative, like, yeah, let's just get the series over with. That's usually when you get in trouble. Yeah. That's what happened. And this is where I keep getting in trouble is like in my gut, I know the flames are going to beat Dallas. And it's like, I was so sure they were going to beat Colorado in 2019. Like I was sure of it. I was like, is this going to be done in five games or what? Like, let's get this over with and get on to the next round. Like, I was certain, as were a lot of people. But Dallas is not Nathan McKinnon, Colorado Avalanche. No. So who is – Um, and you're saying L.A. is better than both these teams? No, I think so. I think L.A. is going to give Edmonton a tough time. There's actually a lot of, of writers picking the, yeah, the Kings. I like it. There's like no – I think – Across the board, all the writers are picking the Flames in this first series. They're actually getting quite a few Stanley Cup picks. The, the problem is there's always upsets. Like, there's always upsets at some point. And this stupid format is so dumb where half the good teams are going to be gone. So there's always an upset. We just got to pray to God it's not the Flames that are the upset. See, and I think that um, if you're looking f- at the Flames team – because if you go back to the the comeback, the first comeback game of the season, where yeah. we, we came back in Dallas, and my whole takeaway from that was like, okay, that was a threshold that we have never seen this team be able to go through before. Not only did you come back, you did it against a team like Dallas for all those things you just rattled off, right? The big, they play the playoff, they're tough down the middle, they grind you out, blah, blah, blah. It's just like this this Calgary Flames team in the past had never been able to push through that type of challenge and have a comeback in that fashion. And I think now we what we beat Dallas twice after that, didn't we? Season series was three to one or two to one? Oh, uh, I think it was two oh and one. There was one that one overtime game. So and then you just beat them the other night with your B game, although it was kind of you're looking at Ottinger and you're like, holy shit, this guy's good. So I'm – if Dallas forces six or seven games, if they squeak out two or three wins in this series, 
because I don't think they're going to beat us, then I think it's going to be it's going to be because of Ottinger. Yeah, like I mean, a pretty crazy stat about Dallas, a polar uh, like on opposite ends. They've won the most uh, one goal games this year. They've won twenty eight games by one goal. Weirdly enough, the Flames have been. Uh, I guess this is just because they win by so many goals every night. But the Flames are actually thirty first in one goal game victories with ten. Montreal is the only team that's worse. Yeah, because all their wins are blows. But yeah, exactly. But they, they they can win tight games. So like, if you're thinking, because the question to ask is, okay, how does Dal- how can Dallas beat Calgary? Well, they probably have to. They definitely have to have a few games that Ottinger steals. Without a doubt. Well, at least two. Like, at least two. And if you can get two games where your goalie steals some games and then win a couple of one-goal games or even win one-one, if they can get to game seven, like, that's what kind of scares me, right? If they can grind out a few wins, even though we will definitely be outplaying them, probably in every game, if they can grind out a few wins and then get it to a game seven, that's when you worry because then, you know, all bets are off. Goalie can steal the game. All kinds of shit can go wrong in the game seven. So that's how Dallas would win goalie stealing games. And they grind out a couple of close, couple of close games. So it is going to be a test for the flames because even though they should beat them, it's going to be a, it's going to be grinding, grinding, and you're going to need to have some big moments and you're going to need to have some guys really step up and score some big goals. And yeah, I mean, on the, the nice thing about this is that, Daryl Sutter has instilled this into this team. He's taught them from day one this season and they've, they've played this out. They've played this way all season long. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what doesn't, that's the flip side is like, well, okay. How does Dallas, how does Dallas lose this series or how do the flames win this series is like, you're telling me the flames have played this good all season, 82 games this season. And they played, how many games have they played where they've legitimately been outplayed fuck very few yeah and they're gonna lose a seven game series to dallas i don't think so i don't over a seven game series that's the beauty of the playoffs is like usually the best team wins obviously there's major exceptions and not even the best team but whoever plays the best (laughs) best stretch of games wins um and like come on the flames there there's hasn't been one stretch this season where the flames have been like, like obviously that, that tough stretch in, during the COVID thing, but they've been on it so consistently. They've been, I think they've been the most consistent team in the league this year. So I, dude, like seven games, seven game series. I, Dallas is going to have to have some major luck to be able to pull this off. Does Sagan still scare you? No. What about Ben? Ben still doesn't scare me. Doesn't? I've like those guys, like for whatever, they just kind of like dip all the time. It seems like they're so, especially it's just like, they're so inconsistent. And it's so weird because Jamie Ben, like there's a big, like remember when he was on team Canada in 2014? Yeah. He was fucking awesome. He was like the best player on the team. Yeah. It's fucking monster. dude. And like, now he doesn't scare me. It's like, I don't know if the, if the game's on the line, I don't, Jamie Ben's not the guy who's like scaring me at all. No, it's Joe Pavelski and fucking Jason Robertson yeah, and Pavel- Pavelski scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I like 
when I said Ottinger, a couple of that, it's going to be if 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 they can take this a six or seven, it's going to be a combination of Ottinger and Pavelski. Pavelski scoring fucking yeah, game breaking like goals. And he scores those exactly those game breaking goals. And that's the one thing they do have, right? Because I, I remember we, uh, Doug Armstrong, the uh, GM of the Blues, kind of did like a thing about like five things you need in order to be successful in the playoffs. This was after they won the cup. And one of them was a game breaker. You need a guy who, who's a game breaker and frick if Pavelski isn't a game breaker. I don't know who is. So they definitely have that. Yep. Radulov is playing on the fourth line. Yeah, dude, he has like 20 points this year or something insane. So he's tailed off, but watch him get jacked up for the playoffs. I don't know, man. Like there's so many things that you're looking like, Hey, fuck. It's always so weird, right? Like when you're heading into it, it's like, you never freaking know. Like nobody expected the avalanche to kill us that year. Nobody did. Maybe a few people were like, yeah, they could beat them. But nobody was like, yeah, Nathan McKinnon's going to be the best player on earth. And they're going to absolutely wipe the floor of the flames. Like you can never predict it. And then when the team who's supposed to win wins, you're like, oh yeah, well, of course they did. Like the flames could come out and sweep Dallas. And you're like, yeah, of course. Or Dallas could beat them in seven. And you're like, fuck, it's just God, playoff hockey is just such a different animal. And I just get on my hands and knees and thank God Daryl Sutter's here to, to control this thing. I was just going to say that no matter how fucking worried I start to get, that's like my saving grace mantra is oh, we got Daryl. There's no way Daryl will allow this to get off the, go off the rails. And I think you even said in the last one, the only way that this team loses is if they actually get beat, like they're not going to beat themselves, which is fine with me. Yeah, that's the fucking one thing we all this fan base has had just fucking we're done with. Stop fucking finding ways to lose. It's fucking annoying. It's don't blow a watch. Yeah, don't blow a three goal lead in an elimination game and then pull your MVP netminder and get shellacked. Don't do that. Fuck. Yeah, Daryl and Daryl, we trust. My bro and I might try and uh, actually make it out for game one. Oh shit! Nice. We don't have we don't have tickets, but we're kind of just we were talking about it a couple hours ago. We might uh, try and rip out there and see what we can do. Just so everybody knows, I'm doing everyone. So the last time, last playoff series, we were you were at game one, right? Yep. Yeah, I was at game one and I was at game five. I was at all three. I'm not going anywhere near the, the dome in the first round. I, um, based on my presence in the last one, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I, I'm not doing it. And also because I almost like got escorted out and I was screaming and swearing and almost fell down the stairs in game five, but just for the juju and the aura and all that shit, I'm staying away for a little while. And you're sober at these games, aren't you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, so you're not making a fool of yourself. I'm not making a fool of myself. I'm just mad. You're not even drunk. This is just blind rage. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I hear you, man. I get there, too. I'm fucking... All right. Um, The last thing I kind of want to say on, on, on the Dallas matchup is... I think that if if you're looking at the two opponents, Nashville, Dallas, I'm going to go back to that same... I'm going to harken on the same thing that we were discussing earlier in, early in the season as well when they had the comeback win in Dallas where they reached a threshold. 
I think that if you play Dallas in the first round and they test you, like we've been saying, and you still, they might prepare you for round two more than, than the Preds. And on the flip side, it sounds like everybody's expecting if we played the Preds, it'd be fucking WrestleMania seven, 17 or whatever number. I guess that's probably at 55 by now, but, but, um, Anything else you want to uh, touch on, on on the Dallas matchup before we kind of look at Preds in the previous games? Well, you, I'm sure you have some matchup stuff there. Yeah, like I was just going to say, like, I, I don't really know of a, a better um, matchup on paper based on what these teams have done this year. Like the Flames are the best team in the entire league in terms of five-on-five goals against. Dallas is the like 30th in terms of five-on-five goals for. So you've got, like, one of the worst offensive teams going up against the best, one of the best, because I think Boston's in there too, obviously. But you have one of the worst offensive teams in terms of scoring goals going up against one of the best defensive teams in terms of allowing goals at five-on-five. So, like, if the Flames just play their game, like, barring barring Jeff Ward, like, freaking coming back from – wherever he is on a beach in San Diego right now and like murdering Daryl Sutter or like Daryl takes his mask off and it's Jeff Ward the whole time, like barring some absolute moronic shooting themselves in the foot thing, they're going to be fine. And they should be able to handle Dallas just fine because Dallas cannot score. I'll throw out a um, more realistic barring for you. Barring a fucking parade of the penalty box all fucking yeah, series long, right. coupled with atrocious officiating. I mean, like well, you said, five on five, we're going to dominate, and we do. We dominate every team five on five. Man, it seems like the last 10 to 20 games, the officiating, and I don't know if it's just because now we're a top team, we play rough and we're mean, like we're getting all these fucking bogus calls all the time, but it just, I mean, especially in the last 10 games. What was our average penalties per game? It seems like we're getting up to six and seven. Oh, there were nice. sevens in that in that one game. Like, holy. But, like, my issue is, like, sure, if we're actually deserving of seven penalties, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at the officials. I'm mad at the fucking players. But you're looking at some of these calls, and you're like, okay, yo, you have to slow that down a replay to see, okay, maybe that's a call. In a close game, you're going to call that. And then obviously it doesn't go the other way, but I don't know. You're looking at the amount of fucking penalties that we've, I don't even know. Like, yes, we take them, but more, I think more accurate, the more penalties have been dished out on this team because a lot of the, I don't know what the percentage would be, but fuck, I'm watching some of these games. and I'm like, dude, this, if, if this is how we're, our team will be officiated, in the playoffs, like we're going to be in the penalty yeah. box. The whole yeah, fucking series. I was thinking the same thing, like, because you've kind of had this theory that the officiating is going to be shitty this year in the playoffs. And like, we're kind of see down the stretch. It's been it's been worse than it's ever been all year. It's been unbelievable. It's fucking brutal, man. Like and, every time and, Chuck steps on the ice, it seems he's getting a penalty for something. And it's, it's almost like maybe because we're always ahead. We're always ahead in the yeah. games. Like no team. Has a higher percentage of scoring the first goal and playing with the lead than the Flames this year, so maybe that's why we're getting all those bogus calls. But it just seems like night after night, you're just like, "Okay, I mean, the other team just did that. Like, we're getting it now. Like, it doesn't even make sense." Or like, you have 
what we have, how many games in a row do we have too many men on the ice? Like but the three. one, the one game sandwiched in between the other team had like seven guys on the ice and they actually played it and they didn't even get called on it. And the, the one was, it was it the one in overtime. Like that wasn't even too many on the ice. It was bogus. No, I know exactly. I mean, the Rasmus Anderson belly, like, dude. Yeah, like ma- Rasmus, what the fuck's dude, the matter with you, dude? Dude, I, it's the first time we've seen freaking brain dead Rasmus this year. And then he's complaining about that, like, bro. Dude, he like, I because he was complaining so hard. I was like, let's see this. And coupled yeah. with the bullshit calls, I was like, this must be bullshit. Not and the replay, did, and he's free. He's like twenty minutes. He's got his hand on the puck. Not only did he cover it with his hand, he picked it up and threw it with his hand after covering it. So yeah, you deserve a penalty, you bonehead. Don't or Fucking every single penalty that Michael Backlund takes seems to be pretty deserving, doesn't it? His nightly offensive zone stick infraction penalty. This is the other thing I worry about. I know we've talked about it in this podcast. You and I have talked about this at length. But I just, my biggest hang-up going deep into the playoffs is, is Michael Backlund. Because I, when you watch some of the fucking boneheaded makes, the plays this guy makes, and it's not all the time. Like he does make, he's hit or miss, right? Um, but he makes so many fucking dumb mistakes and turnovers and giveaways and bad plays, bad decisions, bad passes throughout each and every game. It's like, dude, this is our two C. How's that line been with them? I wonder how much of this, you know, oh, struggle dude. the Foley's had is yeah. due to Backlund. Cause like, sure, Backlund does make some good plays. He does. But it, like I don't even know if it offsets the bad plays he makes. I mean, there's there's a play the other night where he, he fed to Foley all on the front, but it's like in his skates. It's like, dude, just make a tape to tape pass. Well, what about the play against Nashville? I think it was the go ahead goal for Nashville. Um, that puck comes to him on like the half wall, and he's like not even looking, but he does like a uh, he knows oh, the God. puck's there, but he doesn't look back to grab it, and it goes right to the Nashville guy in the slot, and he scores. It's terrible. That with the penalties and the fuck, he's not even going faceoffs. You know, Daryl's been pissed about the faceoffs lately. Yeah, Daryl made a point of that. Was it after last game? Yeah. It's just like you lose a faceoff, then you take a penalty, then you lose a faceoff again, and then they score the game winner. Yeah, that so- line's that line. I has been terrible. Like it's probably been the worst line. Like, like I don't think it's any stretch to say they've not they've been terrible, right? Like they've not been good. Well, outside of Mangiapane scoring, what, three games, three goals and two games there? They've done nothing offensively. I mean, I'm not worried about Toffoli, but, like, as a line, they're not working very well at all. And I think we can uh, <clears throat> trace that back to something. Yep. All right. Let's go to – let's shift gears here. We got um, – we do have a new uh, – what do you call it? Sponsor? New Sponsor. For the playoff edition, in the dome, the playoff version is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with, with this exclusive offer 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DOME, D U M E. All caps dome at manscaped.com. That's about eight million balls if you multiply the four. Michael, what do you think? 
So that's a lot of balls. It's a lot of balls. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if it, you know, it's kind of not inclusive to people who might have like one ball. I knew a guy in high school who had one ball. It was quite the thing. Really? Yeah. I kind of feel like if you had one ball, that wouldn't be something you would probably tell a lot of people, but. Surprisingly, this, I, I can't remember. It, it might've been um, a situation where he didn't tell people and um, it, was, it was common knowledge. Somebody anyways. just found out, eh? Yeah. Just so you know, uh, that guy has one ball. That's kind of how high school works. All right. We just got our uh, performance package. What have you used so far? I've used the nose trimmer. Dude, I grabbed that thing like ASAP. Not that I have a hairy nose. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not that there's anything wrong with it if you do, but I've been wanting, wanting one for a while. What'd you think? It's kind of a neat sound. Eh? Zing, 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 zing. Well, <clears throat> when you shave, it's such a pain. And I mean, listen, some of the grossest, like if you look at people who are gross, they always have like weird bad nose hair. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. Like it's the worst thing. So you have to work with somebody who like, you look close up and they got like, like two like big nose hairs that they missed. <laughs> it's literally the worst thing in the entire world. So definitely use the nose trimmer, which is the weed whacker you get in this four in the performance package 4.0. You also get some other great stuff. You get uh, ball deodorant, the crop preserver ball deodorant. You get uh, crop reviver, which is ball spray toner. You get some disposable mats for your pubes. But the best thing is you get the lawn. Have you used the lawnmower yet? So the lawnmower is the skin safe electric trimmer, which is like honestly like a miracle of modern engineering because we all know how dangerous it can be. Have you used this yet? I I started to use it, but I've only, I didn't have a lot of time today. I wanted to try and use it before we did this, but well, I, I listen, I gave up on a, on a, what do you call it? Straight blade. Dude, like that's terror. That gives me the shivers. Yeah, but I gave up on those a long time ago. Then I moved to the electric razor. But even those things are fucking deadly, dude. Dude, you catch. Yeah, no, no, no. That's your so, plan with fire. I have yet to use this ball trimmer with no guard, but I will give it a shot before the next one in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> we'll, we'll await. <laughs> with bated breath. We'll await. And, and I and, mean, the ball deodorant, like, I mean, you're, I looked at the what I don't know. The weather's been shitty in Calgary, anyways, as usual. I know it's been nice in Kelowna, but it's supposed to be 26 on Thursday. And I know there's going to be a bunch of you gross, sweaty guys down at like, what do they call that red thing? They're calling the red. It's not the red mile. Yeah, it's the red. They have thing. the viewing party. Red tent? The red tent. It's something it's really tent? lame. No. But it's going to be there, hot and sweaty. There's, and you there's don't want some, sweaty balls down there. Gonna I know some, there's going to be some sweaty balls. I've seen a lot of you guys. I know you all have sweaty balls. Dude, you, know there's, be hot some, you know there's some sweaty balls. Listen to this right now. <laughs> so what is this? It's the ball deodorant. I threw some on there the other day for fun. This is the crop. They have the you crop preserver and the crop the reviver. So the have, nice have, thing about the reserver, it's like a little cream. It's not like. It doesn't really overdo, you know, you know, it's not like spraying cologne down there or something. So anyways, um, we'll, we'll give these products a little more uh, test run here. And if our testicles shrink or fall off, then we'll, we'll, we'll maybe you know. just delete this episode, but we'll let you know. So get 20% off free, free shipping with the code dome capital D capital O 
capital M, capital E, at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping if you use that code, DOME. Fun way to support the show. If you ever thought about doing it and you were thought about Manscaped before, now's the time to get a deal. All right, back to the show. Okay, so going back to Nashville, this whole Genoa thing, he was the driver for Gabranson, so I don't know if they don't like each other or not, but but dude, what a fucking tilt. I like when Gabranson fights people, I get scared for the other people. Dude, Eric Gabranson lives like lives the best life. He's he's a tank. He's married to looking. a he's married to a dentist. He looks like a freaking movie star. What a beast. He's only how old is he? Remember when I said he was like 37? Well, dude, I like if I was that if I was out in the shopping at the store and I bumped into this guy, I'd think he was 40. Wouldn't you? He's like 30. He was drafted in what 2009, 2008 or something. This is one of those guys that was a grown ass man when he was 16, eh? Yeah, like I don't get these guys. I still look like I'm tw- like not even 12. I look like I'm 10. And you've got these guys, like he was born in 19 at like, dude. He's a monster. He's 30. I thought for sure. When the Flames signed him, I remember that's what I was complaining about. I was like, what do they sign somebody who's like 37? Because you look at his draft, his, his, his player picture. He's got gray in his beard. He's a monster. I'm like, geez, he must be like 37. He's 30. Fuck, what a hell of a season ain't for him. Dude, like, I was just, I, I've been thinking about like how, <laughs> how much this team's turned around and it's just like, Look at the difference between guys who like were so bad last year, like so bad. Like how bad was Rasmus Anderson last year? Oh my god, like, dude. he was fucking terrible. He was the worst, one of the worst players in the league last year, and I'm not even like exaggerating that. He remember was he so st- bad. Remember when he stole that rookie goalie's puck? <laughs> not only was he bad, he was just like, dude, get off Annoying. our team. Like, fuck. yeah, like cut your hair and leave. And like you had all these guys who just sucked. Like Gabranson has sucked his whole career, right? And it's like <laughs> now they're all good because, like, because Daryl has a brain and is a good coach. Like, it's dude, just, ma- it's, dude, it's it is amazing what great coaching can do. Is it not? Like, not I don't I think Gabranson's ever been an above, like, replacement player in his career, and he's having like, a really good year at age thirty. Like, it just ugh. and Janelle was like, okay, he reminds me of Furland. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I'm predicting right now, you watch the Nashville-Colorado series, he's going to pull Michael Furland. I, I don't know does. I don't, I don't. don't know if he can do it to the extent where he fucking helps the team win the series because that's a juggernaut. But um, what, what's – dude, him and Kadri? Kadri's oh, probably going to – he's going after Kadri. Kadri's going to be again for that's sure. probably going to be Kadri's next suspension. It won't even be – it won't even be him going after Kadri be – Kaja retaliating for something Jano did to somebody else. Jano is going to destroy somebody, and then Kaja is going to retaliate and get suspended. Has he been suspended in like every single playoff series he's ever played in? Yeah, it must so. be. Yeah, it's insane. All right, so you got the Jano fight, and then shortly after that, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. Oh my god! Accidentally on purpose, high sticks uh, Matt Duchesne right in the nose. I don't think that warrants a spear to the fucking nutsack. Yeah, like, I don't know how uh, Duchesne doesn't get five for that. Dude, how does he like, not get suspended or a fine? That's nobody even mentions it. Like they show it on the they show it on the highlights. Like it's just like, oh yeah, and they're getting into it. Like he speared him in the balls. Dude, that was like a full on. I haven't seen a spear like that forever. Dude, 
No. When was when was the last time you saw a spear like that? I don't think I, I can't. My brain can't recall it. It's kind of like remember remember last spear that guy from the bench. But not like even still, not even that bad. Like this is the he's fucking at least he's on the bench. Like they're five feet away. It's fucking comes right down and right in the balls. Remember last. Remember last playoff against the Stars, Jimmy Ben Spears chucking in the balls. Yeah, I do remember that off the face off. And all it was was a little chuckle. That's it. It's funny. Like, apparently, it's just funny if Matthew Kachuk gets speared in the balls. That's all it is. It's not. A, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. Imagine if Connor got speared in the balls. If Connor got speared in the balls, we'd be talking about it two hundred years from now. There would be a book written about it, like with an anatomy of how of the bruising. Like there'd be pictures of his, his bruised nutsack in it. It'd be like studies done on it. Hopefully, he was using some manscaped. He okay. You want to talk about a guy with sweaty balls? Do we? Do we? You want to go there? We want what? to talk about McDavid's balls. <laughs> Might as well, eh? They're right, tell they're me, what definitely they, sweaty. What do they look like? They're definitely sweaty and like, dude, dude, dude you know one, what? Like, we probably... send this guy a manscape package. Yeah. You you think his neck beard is bad? Imagine what he's <laughs> he looks like. Holy shit, dude! You think his pube beard is bad? Imagine that his actual pubes. Dude, he's never even heard of a fucking pube shaver. Like, man, that guy has pubes on his face, so I can't imagine what his the guy is, his actual pubes. The guy is walking around down with pubes on his neck. The guy's the best athlete in the world, representative of the NHL, and he's walking around with pubes on his neck everywhere. Uh, all right, let's skip the ball visualization. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so the but the fuck where's the fucking penalty, dude? How we did How's get that power, offsetting. No, did we we did, we did get a power play. Yeah, Duchesne got two minutes for slashing. Apparently that's slashing. Yeah, that's a slash, okay. Isn't that weird? How where does the NHL and the officiating how does it get to this point where it's just like I'm gonna go and high stick <laughs> someone in the face? They're gonna be gushing blood all over the place. Uh, we'll call that a trip. That's, yeah, a trip. that's a trip. That's a trip. You you literally that's a hook. Duchesne pulls back his Look, back it's arm. A, it's like yeah, both it's arms like... to get as much force as humanly possible and lunges into Matthew Kachuk's groin with a stick. That's a slash. We'll call that a, a slash, eh? That's not a spear. If that's a slash, they must have took spearing out of the fucking game. Is spearing still a penalty? Well, that's what's so stupid about the NHL. How is that a slash? <laughs> is my question. What part of that movement of the arm hey, coming back and pitchforking directly into someone's groin what, is a slashing motion? I'm curious. What game was it that Monge got called for clipping? Do you remember? This is recent. He got called for clipping. What the fuck? What is I, clipping hasn't been called since like 1910. Hey, folks, we'll get back to the show in just a moment. Just need to fit in a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. So the playoffs are starting this week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unreal offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on any team to win and get 100 bucks in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. So if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, use DraftKings Same Game Parlays. 
can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's super easy, and you can get a shot at a big payout. DraftKings is a really easy platform to use. It's safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That code is THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. (sighs) So was it a slash or was it a spear? Dude, like... That was, he looked like he was auditioning for like a freaking Spartan warrior. Like, that was insane. No, it's two minutes and that's it. The, yeah. the, how did he not even get a fine? See, like, a fine? and listen, like, this is what the, the officials don't get is like, they're lucky that that game didn't blow up worse than it did. Cause, like, if there's some bigger boys on the ice, if, if this is like 10 years ago, that's, there's a team brawl after that shit. Like there's bloodshed after that, after that missed call, because they don't know how to deal with the temperature of the game. Yeah, good point. I think I got pretty pretty bloody myself though, didn't you? It would have, yeah, it would have got a lot worse. So what was it next shift? Lucic absolutely. Okay, no, yeah, but you missed a crucial part. Daryl Sutter, this motherfucker, puts Lucic out on the first power play unit right after. Sending a message. That might be my favorite thing that's ever happened in the last. Could you? Could you even? Years. Would Ward have even ever thought of that? Like what a that is so what a baller. That was pretty baller. Right? He's in the he's he's off he's taking Chucky's spot, but <laughs> could have put what Foley or Monge or dude when Lucic fights people, yeah. That's when you really appreciate how fucking big of a monster this guy is, eh? He just, like, like, he manhandles everybody. Has he ever lost a fight? Like, he just beat the living crap out of Borax. Dude, he was ragdolling him while throwing punches, <laughs> while tossing him around. It was and, I mean, like, he took one, too. Like, he got tagged, uh, and it, like, didn't, didn't matter. even phase him. Didn't even fucking matter. Did he even uh, blink? I don't even think he blinked. Feel it. He He's just like, punch me, it. Or, t- yeah. punch me right in my eye. I don't care. I won't even blink. <laughs> what a fucking monster, dude. That was like my, okay, hands down, that's my favorite Lucic game I've ever seen in, in a Flames uniform. Dude, I almost went out and got, I have a blank jersey up in my closet. I almost got and got it stitched with Lucic on it. And you look, we've ragged on this guy, obviously, in this podcast for fun in the past when he sucked. And when he's been good, we give him credit. And then when he's a fucking monster, we fucking talk about a great he is. But dude, I've I've never been more excited to see Milan Lucic play than I am for fucking playoffs right now. What is that fourth line gonna do? You telling me that's gonna be ineffective? Look, you're looking at the Dallas fourth line. Fucking Vladis, Vladislav Nemestikov, Michael Raffle, and Alexander Radulov. Yeah, they're going to be banging and crashing. But you have fucking Lucic, Lewis, and Richie is your fourth line. 
God, you gotta think Richie's gonna fucking dial it up a few notches here, don't you? Yeah, he has to. I want to see some mean meanness out of that guy. I want to see this motherfucker get mean. He's too happy all the time. Yeah, he's he's enjoying life a little too much. Yeah, like when you zoom in on Lucic's face, this guy yeah. looks perma pissed. Dude, Cassie was right after all these years. Zoom in on his face. He's mad. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Whenever you see his face, whether he's walking into the rink, he's fucking pissed, man. This is awesome. Everybody can take a fucking note from that. Everybody plays better when they're mad. He's just so intense. You know who could fucking take a note? Michael Backlund. Could you get mad, please? Yeah, but get mad, but smart mad. Don't be a dumbass. He's always, like, spaced out. I have a feeling, like, Backlund, like, even his wife, like, sometimes is like, what's wrong with you? Even his kids, they look up at his wife. Is Dada okay? Dada okay? <laughs> Are you stupid? <laughs> well, what a game by Lucic. And then, like, dude, okay, like, that series of events where he well, <laughs> goes out of his way to wreck Matt Duchesne, who doesn't have the puck. Dude, that was unbelievable. That was Corey Sarge level. <laughs> oh, it totally was. And then, like, I was even thinking, I was like, I didn't even care that they're going to lose, like, because it was, like, a minute left or whatever. Well, yeah, that's kind of, like, the, the feeling you were getting was, like, all right, let's just, we'll chalk this one up as a loss. Let's beat the shit out of these guys before we do it. Yeah. And then didn't he got a penalty for that, didn't he? Yeah. But no, Which is why he got the penalty, and there was there was like maybe two and a half on the clock left, so it was like probably it was like yeah, that's probably the end of the game. They have the power play. No, the they only need point one seconds to score. That's, and then, dude, awesome. like, come on, like Saros gets hurt, Dave comes in, and like, I couldn't believe it when you watch that replay. And you know what's weird? Like sometimes, like I this is what was going through my brain the last time this natural crazy shit happened in Nashville. I left. Remember the last national game between the legs? I didn't see the between the legs goal live because I freaking bailed on the game i knew better this time dude and then they obviously finish it off what a terrible fucking dude both those goals dude, i was just like thank god we have jacob markstrom now like as much as yeah. i love, as much as i love dave riddick like can you imagine going to this playoff series with him in net right now dude dude Woo! Lindsay, as much as you love Riddick, and look, we all love Riddick the person, but you're right. When you put it into perspective now, and you're like, fuck, because that was the biggest knock on Riddick was those little stinkers. Like, But he didn't always do that. Oh, he got when the he, big save name. When he was kind of working his way into the starter role, he didn't do that. Maybe every once in a while. But then that became the thing was just like, and that was, he did it again. He made like five unbelievable saves. And then let's two two stinkers. So now you're sitting there, you're like, fuck. If Saros is actually injured, would you would you want to take the Preds? And I think maybe if you saw what happened in the Arizona game, maybe you do. Because even <laughs> even that third stringer, he Ingram, I think his name, he let in a fucking stinker too. So yeah. The the abs are gonna wreck them. Oh fuck! That's that, gonna, but but you never know. Again, it's hockey. You you literally never know. And hockey. Big Save Dave has been known to stand on his head from time to time. Yeah, he could totally steal a few games. And didn't I, he always, that'd be sweet. He, I'd love it. He always played good against the Avs, didn't he? It was like yeah, Avs I remember and, the Avs in Toronto. Was yeah, I remember the OT win where he's like cheering when Johnny hit the breakaway. Yep. Yeah. So you never know. Big Dave, Big Save Dave needs to do us a solid. 
eliminate the avalanche so we have a clear pass to the cup. Exactly. And then we'll that'd be great to play him in the second round, eh? Or would Soros be back? I guess it'd be third round. It'd be third round, but if we were playing national in the third round, I like our odds. That hit though. <laughs> Fuck. And even Chucky fucking oh, Chucky drilled Jano right before that, too. But Lucci just Duchesne did not even see it coming <laughs> at all. Zero time to brace for impact, getting hit by a freight train. I've got a little beef with the NHL marketing team. I just have to bring up right now. Um, okay, so this is this is everybody agrees. This is one of the this is probably the best game of the year, right? Like, show me a game that was better. Hockey well, game. Well, remember that Colorado game? That was pretty Colorado sick. game, but like, come on with the hits and fights and crazy shit. Yep. This is not the best game of the year. Oh, easy. And like, the NHL has a big problem. They don't like violence, but the fans really do. There was not like one promotional thing, even in the highlight package on the NHL. I think the Sportsnet one had all the scrums and shit and the hits and fights. But the NHL.com highlights, no fights, no hits, nothing. They never, they never put fights in it's highlights. Pathetic. It's pathetic. It is pathetic. Everyone not, loves it. Well, and that's not – you're not telling the story of the game. Exactly. Like, if you just – if you were unsuspecting – say you're a fan of fucking Washington Capitals, and you're like, oh, I heard that was a good game. Let me go look at the highlights on the NHL website. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. The score was zero, uh, one second left, point second left. No, that's not what happened. You missed the fucking entire game within the game. We bitch slapped these motherfuckers. And you came to see the fight. Like you, you come to, you go to YouTube and you're like, hey, I heard this game was awesome and lots of fights. You, you're going there for that content and they're denying you content that you want. It's just like, like how I've seen so, like they post the dumbest shit. Like I don't know how many freaking posts I have to see of like Trevor Zegers. Like, what do you like goofy. on your, what do you like on your hot dog? Yeah, like just this dumb shit. But then, like the most insane hockey game of the entire year. Like they need to figure this shit out. Like that. Like I'm sorry. Like that's how you grow the game in the states, especially. Like you think people who don't watch football wouldn't have watched that. You think people who let's say that's your first hockey game you've ever watched. You think you're leaving that going? Yeah, I don't want to watch hockey anymore. You're like, holy shit! I will totally Uh, watch that over football on Sunday. Fuck no shit. Great point. Get your shit together, NHL marketing team. People love violence. People love fighting. People love hits, whether you want to puss out or not. Get it? Like, come on. People like, love intensity. If you're yeah. watching, if you're watching something, you love intensity. Or some people don't, but then that's not for them. But if you're Anyways, fucking just have to hit, throw dude, that in there. But like seriously, if you're Matt Duchesne, what how how'd that play out for you? You're just like, oh, chip this up. (laughs) Like the the helmet pops off on impact. Like how often do you see that? Did he know what the fuck happened? (laughs) How was he not? I don't know. How he's not concussed. Only he's not concussed because Lucic is probably the cleanest. Yeah. Tough guy of all time. Even when he had Borbietsky down, he could have fucking put his, knocked his teeth in. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, Lucic, what where, like, yeah, dude, that, what's worth that guy? Looks like Luch- a fucking 80 year old granny <laughs> fucking lost all her teeth. Hey, guys. 
Score one for me. Dude, I, in, the, in the picture of Tanev, I guess some of the Flames were in Banff the other day. Tanev had his false teeth, and it looks so weird. Like, see him with a full. Well, he just has the one, though, right? Full mouth. Of, yeah, it's it's really weird. She's got that one snaggle tooth. Yeah. It's very creepy. But, dude, what, like, Lucic do is, I love watching him play hockey, but go on to Lucic. Dude, he's my favorite player to watch. Dude, he's just like, nights. that is the flow. That is, like. When it, what do you hear these things? Um, power meets force or just fuck. That's like grace meets ruggedness. Hey, he's just so smooth skating. Every one of his passes is just spot on. I straight up had no idea how good he was until he came here. Like, I had Dude, no clue. How sick is that flow? Yeah, he could maybe use like a hair, uh, no, a, a new, a no, new. here's no. what he needs. He just nah. needs like a new brand of shampoo or to know learn what shampoo is because it's always looking a little greasy. That's style, bro. That's a style. It's fucking it's fucking hockey hair, bro. Or like put it up in a like my hair actually looks kind of silly right now. And it's you are it's not low. gonna tell him to put up in a bun. No, I fuck no, no way. Are you kidding me? Like it sounds like you had bun on your lips. No. Put it up. Put it up like behind his ears and like shit like that. It's just like fucking all over his. There's that famous uh, screenshot of him in the playoffs where it's like in his face and like down his visor. What, it's looking a little too much like Mike Ugh. Smith or what? Yeah, like it's getting a little Mike Smithish. Dude, no one will ever compare to Mike Smithish. Is he gonna be good? Dude, I can't wait to watch that LA King series. Well, I, I can. They've fucking watched every fucking game I've seen them play this year. I can't I got, wait. I got to watch. no pleasure watching the Oilers this season. Actually, when they were losing seven in a row, that was good. But it's gonna, it's gonna all come. You're gonna get some pleasure here. I sure fucking hope so. Anyways, Lucic, like, dude, like, he is a pretty clean. Like, I know he hit Ryan Miller that once. <laughs> Remember? Remember when he steamrolled Miller? Oh, when they were playing the. No, he when was, was in that? Boston? When when Lucic was in Boston, Ryan Miller was in Buffalo. Yeah, but he's knows when he's in his youth, man. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, like, other than that, and that's like yeah, Miller was got a way out of the net. Like, he, he's pretty clean guy for how much he hits people. Well, look how nice he is. Yeah, he's got. He, he has a code. He actually lives by the code. Actually, yeah, he's an honorable man. Except fucking, it took him too long for me to. But I guess that's because he's so nice. It took him too long for me to hate the Oilers. Way too fucking long. Yeah, he's he's been too chummy with them. Still, he needs to beat the shit out of somebody. Even when he fought Darnell. Did he fight Nurse? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was too easy on him. She probably looked at the thing on his face. Eh? Yeah, he's like, ooh, I don't want to punch that. <laughs> like, better take that it contagious? Easy on him. <laughs> he's like, I better take it easy. I'm going to mangle his face anymore than it already is. All right. Um. So anything else from the national game? Like, well, dude, like all I game. like if you watch that, if the one other takeaway I had I was like, hey, like if you watch Matthew Chuck in that game, dude, what a what is what is with him in Nashville? Is it the crowd? Might be. It's totally the crowd, dude. This guy loves the fucking villain, eh? Just fucking loves it. So that Con- dude, that and that was fucking Chucky of what two years old? Yeah, that's Those antics. That's like Chucky to Max. Conroy was on 32 Thoughts this week. It was a fucking great interview. And like he Conroy's always good, but there's a lot of good stuff on Chuck on Goudreau on the 04 shit. 
but he was talking about like Chuck's season last year. And he said, when you said all along, he's like, that's a guy who can't play in an empty freaking rink, man. Yeah. Like he can't do it. No. Like what's he supposed to do? No. Here's he what tried. he does. He tries to get mad at Jake Muzzin and his teammates puss out. That's what happens. Yeah. Dude, he's a fuck dude. He was back to his old self that night, eh? Hey? Yeah. But here's the thing. How infuriating is it if Matthew Kachuk is going around all game, pissing everybody off, accidentally on purpose, a high-sticking douche in the nose, gently, but still does it. Rocks fucking Janelle. All this shit. Every starting scrums on every whistle. Everybody is fucking livid at this guy, and then he fucking ties it up with 0.1 seconds left. He's the guy. It's so nice to have. Like, I guess we kind of forget, like, and we take it for granted that we have that kind of guy because like it's like you know like remember those van- we were talking about this last week like, remember when burrows would score those big goals i would just want to kill myself yeah exactly like i hate this guy so much and he's the guy scoring the goal fuck him yeah. <laughs> amazing oh that game dude man we could do that, that- Talk about that forever, man. Unbelievable. So the thing is, man, Duchesne scores, Forestburg scores two. Like, those guys are dangerous. Yeah, they they can snipe. Like, legit, if Soros Soros is healthy, I wouldn't want to play them. I'd want to play Dallas. They have have high-octane guys. And like I said, like, that crowd, like, that's a big difference for them to be able to play in their home barn. Like, that place is nuts. Yeah. The Dallas crowd is going to be good, too, but not, not like that. I wonder how the the sea of red the sea of red usually amped up now for this. Yeah, it's usually good in playoffs. I don't feel as much hype though. Do you? I think people are just scared, or just people are pumped. People are more like business like it's like okay like we gotta get we gotta freaking win this. Exactly, that's what it feels like. We're not hype like we're just happy to be here. We're like fuck, we better fucking win. Yeah, like there's some even when the Colorado was like yeah we better win. It was more kind of like I was saying it was like yeah we're gonna win no problem. Um, although that, uh, though some of these some of these songs that have been going around though, two that guy got that one guy's got pulled. Eh? He pulled it. Poor guy. That was fucking terrible, man. I, all, I don't listen. What other song? That was so. I I trying, trying way too hard to be yeah like <laughs> the old four fucking magic. Also, theme I was song. gonna say you can't force stuff like that. Like if no. you want to be creative and put yourself out there, that's cool, but. You this the the reason like the 04 stuff and like in the dome was such a classic. It's like it just happened organically and it was good and it was it actually good. Wasn't some guy trying to be fucking great? Yeah, you don't want to be like a TikTok star. This is not somebody trying to be like a TikTok star type guy. Like if if the, the song will the song will come naturally to the occasion if it's needed. Yeah, this guy's just like come on, it sucked. Yeah, and there's a few other ones out there that again, it's totally cool to do whatever you. For the record, though, I was not part of the bashing. For the record, no, I don't. I don't bash. Only, but I, only, but I guess, only bash people in. I guess he got bashed so hard he pulled it down. Yeah, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad, although it's kind of funny. I mean, it was yeah, because <laughs> it was that bad. It was bad, but he shouldn't have pulled it. He should have just stuck with it. Yeah, if you're if you're listening, guy. Um, put it back up. Throw it back up. Go down with the ship, bud. 
Just don't try so hard. Yeah, you just don't need to try so hard. Just cool it, cool it on the trying so hard. Yeah. I don't think he's listening to you. No. Do we do you wanna do you know anything about this guy in case people are listening they don't know what the fuck we're talking about? No, I have no idea. And I've heard the other one that's going on is like smooth like Sutter. Have you heard this one? Uh, no, I heard the name. I haven't heard the song. Yeah, some yet, guy like called into overtime. Oh, Jesus. Like I, I, I know we've had our spats with the 960 folks, but I don't know what Pat Steinberg did to deserve still. He's still on overtime duty. What did this guy do in a previous life to deserve this? Why wouldn't they get like one of the support guys to do that? Like, like it's like, doesn't he, doesn't he already do like eight hours a day on, on the show? It's like 2 a.m. and he's there and some guy's like singing this freaking song he wrote on the radio. Is it any good? No. It can't be as bad as that one, dude. Dude, you go listen to it. Anyways. Anyways. All right. Do you want to discuss anything about the national game metric-wise? Like, we're kind of over it now, aren't we? Yeah, Just no, the I'm now? totally over it. Let's anything the from playoffs. the mini game? Like, look. And Daryl even said it. He's like, yeah, I get tough for these guys, and I get it. You've already done the job we've asked you to do. You've already clinched. You already fucking clinched your division. You're just waiting for your opponent. Well, I like the minigame. They fought back. They didn't play great. But I like that they battled back and tied it. That was a great shift to tie the, tie the game. And you know what? Like, I think mini is going to be really good. I don't know. They kind of frightened They me. are really good. Um, that uh, The central is – those are three good teams. Dude, I think this, many beats St. Louis, though, don't you? Yeah, they're my pick. But, again, these picks are, like, freaking flipping a coin. But I don't know. I didn't mind the the, with the game last night. I was unwatchable almost because I was like, who cares? Yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just- I'm still, I'm still like, since we played, like, I still could never play Winnipeg again because of the Canadian division last year. Like, holy shit. Like. Boring. I don't ever want to see them again. I never want to see the Jets again in my life. Dude, they were boring before having to play them 10 times. They were boring before having to play them 10 times. They like, and they were boring before they had all these. Oh, God, I hate the Jets. They're so boring. Plus, that's Brett Chesley's team. So, oh, yeah. Oh, Brett, you, Jets doing? Brett made his rounds again today on Twitter. Someone dug this up. <laughs> and I guess it was he, he responded all upset again, but because uh, he had tweeted. Uh, at me when the Flames make the playoffs. Something when we were going back and forth back in the day. So, and then uh, we I added him. I told everybody else to add him. So everybody else adds him. Hey, Brett, like there's some funny shit in there, man. Not if you're Brett Chessie, it's not funny, but for me, it's pretty funny to watch. Pretty funny to read. But yeah, he, uh, Brett Chessie made us round again. How's your team doing, Brett? We know you're probably listening. You love us so much. Oh, Brett. Oh, Brett. Okay, so um, do you want to touch on any Daryl stuff before we look across the league and make some predictions here or what? No, man. I'm just like, I'm glad it's starting soon. Like, I kind of, for whatever reason, I was expecting that to be like a week off, and it's starting on Tuesday, right? Yeah, but he Daryl wanted more time off for rest. Yeah, I know, but like I for me, I'm like freaking I'm itching. I'm but I I'm honestly itching. I think honestly I think it what's well, better for the flames. That's Sunday. what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Monday night's game one, right? I think it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday night. They play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this week. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. 
And yeah, I don't know. Like, dude, I'm yeah. It's always the best time of year. This is awesome. And having Daryl behind the bench again, if you're fretting, like if you're naturally scared, like I am, just remember Daryl Sutter's there to hold your hand. And like none of that shit that has happened in the past matters anymore. Like there's that clip of him like back in LA and somebody's like, Oh, Daryl, you have LA hasn't won a game seven in like 20 years. He's like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares if Dallas whooped us last time? None of that shit matters anymore. Did you hear what he said today? Somebody asked him, is the, is, is the team ready? <laughs> no, like, I didn't. A, he started going on and say, quite frankly, that's a dumb question, but, <laughs> but it is. It's like, how would you not be question. ready? It's like, uh, who was calling for the players only meeting? Chris Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. Yeah. Is now the time. So the time you're uh, 50 and uh, 20 is now the time. What? But he's right. I mean, you look at look at the record, look at the underlyings, look at what Daryl has. Look at what Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Chuck. Look at every player on this team who's having a career year. Look at the foundation that Daryl set, the system that we can trust finally. Yeah, they're ready. They're ready. They've never been more ready. They've they've never they've never been ready before. Yeah, there this you go. Time they're ready. They never have been ready, but now they are. Let's see what happens when they play actually ready. All right, you want to make some uh, bonehead predictions here or what? Yeah, dude, I'm all ready for the boneheaded shit. Okay, um, let's start in the Pacific, Edmonton or L.A.? Dude, do you, come on, L.A., dude. Okay, I'm going Edmonton. Want to know why? Because then you get pleasure either way. Yes. Oh, I will I will bet on Edmonton. Listen, only, yeah. only, and I know you're the opposite. You like the all or nothing, baby. Yeah. But I like, just give me some sort of satisfaction if they win, please. Because like, I cannot handle it. I, I can't survive without a tad bit of satisfaction with Edmonton winning. I kept Mike Smith in my pool. I dropped him for a bit, but I picked him back. I had him all fucking season long. At least when that piece of shit was winning games, I got points in my pool. And if he was sucking, I didn't care about my pool because the others were fucking losing. I so think the I Kings, I think the, I think people, I th- I'm surprised that people are, are thinking the same lines as, as I am with the Kings, giving the others a tough time. Like the Kings are like, dude, just like, look at their two. They have down the middle. One, two, Kopitar and Dino. Like the Jets were able to sweep the Oilers last year and shut McDavid and dry settle down. They don't have anything close to Kopitar and Dino down the middle. Are they a penalized team? And they're, I don't think so. I think they're probably middle of the pack. I'll look right now, but they're a good possession team too. Like super good possession team. Like I think they're under, I think the thing is like Connor McDavid obviously can win a series by himself, but he wasn't able to do it last year. Was he? Nope. Little sure bitch. wasn't. Even though, uh, what was that article? He had high hopes for uh, Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> oh. Well, dude, okay, so Drysaddle, I can't wait. I'm keeping this queued up. Drysaddle said this a couple of weeks ago. He said, I wouldn't want to play us. You see this? No, I haven't seen that. He said, I wouldn't want to play us in the first round. Dude, who the fuck says that? Yeah, who says that? Can you imagine anybody in the Flames being he, dead saying that? There would murder says them. that. 
he says that. Of course he says Dude, that. He's a- Daryl knows. Dude, this guy's fucking a stupid man. Daryl knows how the psychological shit works. You don't give the team any extra motivation outside of just beating you. Zero. Because anytime fucking... And teams, we know they do this. If fucking players say dumb shit like that, they use it as extra motivation. LA is actually a really disciplined team. They're the tw- they've taken the twenty fourth least penalties in the league. Ooh. Only taken two hundred and seventy nine this year. Surprisingly, Ooh. Dallas has taken the least penalties this year. Oh fuck! Yeah, have we taken the most? We've we're taken the tenth most. I was gonna say we're probably top ten. Who's up there in the most? Nashville's number one. Tampa's number two. Minnie's number three. Boston number four. Montreal number five. Some Isn't good that teams, interesting? Good teams that- up there. That's interesting, eh? I know it's weird. Because if you're gonna theorize it, you'd think that the you know teams lower in the standings take the most bound penalties, but nope. So the Flames got to cool it with the stars, maybe, and like be physical, but with the shitty refing and the fact they don't take penalties. Well, look, even if they here's the thing: if they just get called for what's penalties, I think they're fine. Yeah, it's all these fucking like phantom. They're the team that's trailing two goals. We should probably give them a power. Let's give Manjapani a clipping penalty. Oh, that guy just is about trying to fucking mutilate his genitals. Let's just give him a slashing. That's call. a slash, right? Yeah. Anyways, I got the Kings because there's there's I, no uh, attempt to to mutilate is not a, a penalty <laughs> in this league. Mutilate. Well, this is called slashing. <laughs> is, is Kachuk circumcised? <laughs> attempt to circumcise. <laughs> you know, guys are picking their their uh, teeth up off the ice. He's picking up his foreskin <laughs> off the ice. They have to go like see it to decide if it's four minutes, like you know, blood. It's like, oh, his dick's hanging off. It's five <laughs> minutes. Oh my god. Holy but dude, like god. seriously, LA, like they could definitely give the Oilers and again, like Mike Smith, like I, I know he's been great, but he's Mike Smith. He could be terrible at any oh, given mo- at any given moment. Yeah, at any given and fuck. I oh, I just can't I can't wait. Oh man. See, I'm so torn, man. <laughs> It's weird, like the amount of pleasure I, I get to see them lose, yeah. and the amount of fucking what is the word infuriation and hatred I when they win. Yeah, I don't want to put myself through that. It's really hard. It's very hard. It's really hard. So I don't want to watch because I don't want to see them win, but I want to watch because I want to see them lose. Yeah. So but, I'm I feel I'm yeah same. But it's playoffs, so I'm gonna be watching every fucking game. So yeah. This is like the time of the year where it's just like, well, here it's four o'clock starts. Oh, it's four o'clock. See you tomorrow. You got like <laughs> fucking 12 hours of hockey to watch. Hey, it's like, it's literally going to be the nicest day of the year next year. And I'm going to be sitting, sitting inside all day. All right. So I'll take Edmonton. I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about who's picking. That's the reason why I'm picking Edmonton, just for the record. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Minnesota, Nashville. Or sorry, Minnesota, St. Louis. I got mini. I don't know about St. Louis. Like, yeah, I'm taking mini. Yeah, I like mini. And no, hey, this is no knock on St. Louis, but mini has just been really impressive in the last two seasons. And got fucking Corolla thrill, man. That guy is yeah, fucking, he's a game breaker. That guy is dangerous. I mean, dangerous and they have good. questions in goal too, St. Louis. Like, what if who's like who's has been good, but what if he's I don't know. I I see that that these is, are coin flips, but I like mini. 
And that's going to be a good series too because you got Ryan O'Reilly. The, the, the Blues are going to have a game plan for the, the high-end talent shutting them down, and they're going to have the size and wherewithal to do it. So that'll be inter- interesting to see. We didn't touch on it today, but is it going to be Jamie Ben following fucking Johnny – is it going to be fucking six foot, whatever it is, four Jamie Ben, 270 pounds, following fucking five foot nine, fucking 170 Johnny Gaudreau around the, falling around the ice all game long, slashing him in the fucking fingers and wrists and hands? Probably. Is that what this series is going to come down to? Probably a nice cross checking him in the neck, cross checking him. Yep. Spears balls. So it'll be interesting. At least, like you said, Jeff Ward doesn't know how to handle that, doesn't know how to coach through that. Daryl Sutter not fucking worried about it one bit. So you're taking mini, I'll take mini. Colorado Nashville. You've got to go Colorado. I don't know who's in their there's right a, minds taking Nashville. There's an upset in here somewhere that we're not seeing coming, but like I don't know how that happens. Well, LA would be the upset. Yeah. St. Louis, would that even be considered an upset? They fucking no. no. There's no way. Nashville's upset in Colorado, dude. How funny would that be? They have kind of stunk lately. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Dude, if Saros was starting, and maybe he will. Yeah. Doesn't sound like he's going to be 100%. No, I think he's out for a while. But they might, if they don't, they could give them a little bit of a scare. They're not going to beat him, though. They'll scare him. All right. They're going to the East. I've never seen the Blue Jackets swept the Lightning two, three years ago. Anything can happen. That's true. I've never been so excited to watch Eastern uh, Conference hockey in my life. Toronto plays Tampa. <laughs> Can you imagine being the Leafs? Like, you're having an unbelievable season, and you got to play Tampa Bay in the first round. Your reward for uh, amassing 115 points, Tampa first round. Here's the best team that's ever played. Here you go. At least you got home ice advantage. Um, but it does seem like there's a bit of a split. It might be a 60-40 in favor of the Lightning, but there's a lot of people picking the Leafs, but I guess these are Eastern writers, so what do you expect? I mean... Who are you taking? Uh, I got to take you, Tampa. You got to take Tampa. <laughs> you have to. But that should be a good series, man. That'll be great, and like I, Toronto absolutely can win that series, but like you got to take Tampa until they're the champs and the Leafs are the Leafs, so you have to take Tampa. Rangers and Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. They're in like my dark horse, not even dark horse. They're my one of my low key cup favorites. I'm gonna go Rangers. Like unless Shesterkin goes ape, which he has been going. What ape do you mean unless? When he goes ape, he's but an ape. I don't bet against Sidney Crosby. Boston plays. This one's the toughest one for Carolina. Me. Because, like, Boston this, is, like... This is tough, man. I Boston, have two brackets. Boston's Boston. Yeah, Boston's Boston. I have two brackets this year. One, I, I always have one bracket where the Flames win the Cup if they're in. So that's my first bracket. But my, my other Stanley Cup pick is Boston. Like, they're so good this year. And they could be, like, that sneaky team who it's, like, they haven't really... They haven't won in the Bergeron era, really, right? It's, like, they feel like they should have more than one Cup. Just feels like a year they could do it. Yeah, I like pick. I like you, Boston. You picked him in one bracket. I'm gonna take Carolina. But Carolina's so Carolina in seven. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a great series. 
It's just like the one thing, maybe like Freddie Anderson, you got some question marks. Maybe Carolina's D is a little. You just know that Bergeron and Marchand are money, so. But the Boston goaltending is not fucking. Yeah, it's true. Swayman. Not the greatest either. Washington, Florida. You go Florida. But again, like I can see Washington being like Ovi. Like, come on. Like, how can you cheer against Ovi? And Florida hasn't really done. Florida's kind of like the Flames, where well, not really, but not a lot of playoff experience, not not no playoff success. I could see them being kind of vulnerable if like the Caps come out and steal a game in the first two. But I gotta take Florida, and like, come on, please don't deprive us of Florida Tampa Bay second round. Oh fuck, that'd be epic. Okay, dark horse from uh, each conference. Uh, well, Pittsburgh, I guess if they're classified as a dark horse, I'll go Pittsburgh. Yeah, sure, sure yeah. why not? And then, like, no, they're not one of the heavy duties. Yeah, like, I don't know who else would be considered a dark horse other than Washington, really. Can I take Rangers as a dark horse? Yeah, they're a dark horse. I'll go Rangers and Oilers, dark horses. Oh, fuck right off. What are you doing? I just gagged. I told you why I'm doing that. And the worst part is, is I agree with you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I don't know. Mini's not really a dark horse because they're one of the best teams in the West. Um, I still think LA is better than people think. So I'll go, I'll go Pitt in LA. Yeah, give me the best series to watch um, in the East and West in the first round outside of Calgary. Um, West is obviously Mini in St. Louis. That's going to be a banger. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's going to be great. I don't like watching the Oilers play, so I can't say Oilers. And then in the East, like, I like, dude, every series is going to be phenomenal. I have to watch Tampa Bay and Toronto, though. I have to watch that. Yeah. Just for entertainment. Like, just like all the storyline. If the Leafs collapse, it's going to be fun to watch. So, like, you have to watch that series. Are you cheering for Mark Giordano and the Leafs? No. Did you even did you remember Mark Giordano as a leaf? I keep forgetting and then kind of remembering. I I can't cheer for the Leafs. Like if they win, I'll be happy for Geo and Brody. But like, come on, I can't cheer for the I can't actively cheer for the Leafs. Richie's still battling with Duchesne, but now it comes free. Duchesne, rocked by Lucic, ran him over, and Borbiecki looks at Lucic and drops the gloves. Duchesne gets up slowly. And that's going to be a penalty on Milan Lucic. And in a night of massive collisions, that one tops the list. He puts it in deep for Kachuk. Backhand pass in front. Gaudreau scores. Johnny Gaudreau gets his 40th of the season on the backhand and makes it 1-0 Calgary. 